0: People of the world, hello and welcome to The Brother's Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, where our purpose is a simple one. Tune into our weekly podcast each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite programs or on this website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice as the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. To reach us with your comments, questions and suggestions, we're at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, the Facebook group of the same name. And if you care to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Also, stay tuned for details about our upcoming news and perspective show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Greetings once again, and we're glad to have you with us as we roll on with our commitment to keep the focus on Black economic empowerment and critical thinking. As always, we appreciate your time and your comments, and the Brothers Talk family keeps growing because you keep spreading the word. Our nationwide campaign, Relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide, keeps gathering momentum because the emphasis continues to be on the personal accountability of each and every one of us doing our part to take control of our communities by launching and supporting black businesses, one household at a time. If you're new to the podcast, welcome into the mix. And if you want to know more about the positive impact that we've been blessed to have, check out our growing Facebook groups, hashtag black Dollars matter and relaunching black wall street nationwide with over 4,000 members where you will see dozens of stories of new black entrepreneurs from across the spectrum and all kinds of businesses. So let's keep supporting black businesses with our dollars and our lips, because it's always a challenge even without the pandemic, but we've been doing what we always do as a people. When things get tough, we lean on our faith and God makes a way, whether it's enslavement, Jim Crow, the fight for civil rights, mass incarceration, or the struggle to get coronavirus vaccines, And speaking of the vaccines, which is just one more example of a systemic structural racist nation, Let's keep pressing forward to get those shots and demanding that our governments do better, especially as it relates to our seniors, who are the most at-risk group and the most challenged by a system that should never have been so reliant on the internet in the first place. Check on our seniors and find out if and how you can help them get vaccinated. Remember, the sooner we all get vaccinated, the sooner we can begin getting together the way we used to and not endangering anyone else, especially our precious seniors. Remember, young people, that even though you're healthy, you just might be a carrier who's asymptomatic, but you could still infect the vulnerable among us. And you don't want to be the death of any of them. So let's do this, people. And also, don't forget to buy black and put some money into black banks. And now my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm.
1: Hi, family. Just to kind of echo and piggyback on a couple of things that Rod just talked about, you got to go out there and get vaccine, get vaccinated. Be safe. Don't be selfish. Look out for your families and your friends and get vaccinated. Continue to support black businesses. We can't just keep talking about it. We got to be about it. We got to go out there. We got to support black businesses. That's the only way that I think we're going to be able to take control of our communities. Norm?
2: And I'm going to just... Um go on the political tip here and talk about our president and the coronavirus bill he just signed. They didn't give us the $15 minimum wage, which would have brought a lot of families and children out of poverty. They didn't give us that, people. We have to stay on these people. They didn't give us the $2,000. They're giving us $1,400. I don't know what that's gonna do that really help families, but I know that that $15 would have done a lot more, right?
0: This week, we're kicking off a series of episodes tackling the even more deleterious effects that the pandemic has exposed regarding the education of our kids. Now, it's no secret that even in the best of times, our kids are still bearing a lot of the brunt of the lasting effects of enslavement. So while we're in a pitch battle for socioeconomic justice, we cannot and we will not overlook what's happening in our schools. So we're going to shine the light on that which the powers to be would just as soon leave in the dark. To that end, we're very pleased to have as our special guest, my good friend and sister in the ministry, Miss Dana Occam. As an educator for the past 18 years, she's experienced firsthand the impact of embracing and honoring the innate gifts and talents of all children. She currently serves as vice principal of Leonard V. Moore Middle School in Roselle, New Jersey. Her educational philosophy is every child has the potential to learn and achieve through positive relationship building innovative teaching, and rigorous real-world instruction. Sister Akami strives to develop a lifelong zeal for knowledge in all her students. She holds a Bachelor of Arts degree from Rutgers University and a Master of Arts in Educational Administration, as well as a Master of Arts in Christian Studies, with an emphasis in youth ministry from Grand Canyon University, respectively. Additionally, she holds a Master's Certificate in Project Management from Stevens Institute of Technology. Sister Acme's focus in her leadership role is to empower all staff to educate every scholar with passion and purpose. Her daily mantra to the staff is, remember why and be your student's inspiration. She also has corporate experience as a former project manager that has enhanced her skills in the areas of planning and achieving goals, collaboration, task management, and effective communication. Her experience has afforded her the opportunity to strengthen her management, interpersonal, communication, and leadership skills. Bottom line, Sister Alchemy is an educator and leader who strives to motivate, inspire, and encourage every student to strive for excellence in all that they do on their journey to achieve their dreams. Sister Dana, please say hello to the Brothers Talk family.
3: I would like to say good afternoon to everyone. and It is definitely an honor and a privilege to be here to share with you and just have a good conversation about what we can do to continue to empower and enrich our youth.
0: We recently read an article about a young man in Baltimore who from ninth grade to his senior year only passed three courses. And now instead of graduating, they're sending him back to ninth grade. We don't know exactly where to start, but I'll begin with a parent who obviously never checked their report card in three and a half years to see that her son had a 0.13 GPA or had been absent or late. 272 times, but then there's the school that not only kept promoting him, but showed that he was almost in the top half of his class, ranking 62nd out of 120 students. This isn't necessarily a COVID-19 pandemic related, but it's certainly related to the other pandemic, racism 402. So what do you say to a situation like this?
3: In that instance, the student has definitely fallen through the cracks. I mean, administratively, academically, where was that one teacher or that one counselor or someone who was noticing that there's something definitely challenging and wrong with this situation? The student realized this appears that he was able to continue to get promoted so without having to put in any effort or work. And when we don't embrace our students and take a personal interest in how we can further help them in the system and build that relationship then our students will fall through the crack. And herein lies why instead of him graduating and having only passed three classes, he now has lost all of his requisite education and has to go back to the ninth grade. So in a way he failed himself because he thought that he was doing something that could get over and he wouldn't be prepared to have the opportunity to do well going forward in life. And also, academically the system failed him because they didn't reach out he fell through the cracks
1: so dana let's say we was in a perfect world and you were given the the, the task of designing, and redeveloping our educational system what do you think the most critical things we need to do that you would do some of the first things you would do so that we can better educate our kids
3: one of the things that always bothers me is that we don't do culturally relevant instruction. Our children of color don't feel like there's any value in coming to school because they're bored. Nothing relates to them. Nothing. They don't see themselves in the academic process. So we need to demand that we have culturally relevant instruction. Amistad has been a law since 2002. No one seems to talk about that where they were told and mandated that they must infuse African-American history throughout the entire curriculum, not just in February, not just in history class, in every class. So if I walk into a classroom and see something that sounds like me, is relevant to me, relates to me, then I can start to embrace the academic journey. But when I come to class and I hear nothing that applies to me, I have no interest in it. So I would demand that we have culturally relevant instruction. Number two, Building relationships. I have had students who wanted to start a gang in my class. But because I built that relationship with them, I was Black mama in the, in the classroom. So because I had that relationship and rapport with them, they knew that, uh uh-oh, Miss Alchemy, she cares about us. And I had a student come back to me and say, and he wreaked havoc in my class. You were my favorite teacher because you never gave up on me. So if we build relationships first and make it relevant, they will come. So we have to begin to instill And make a teacher feel like you're educating someone's world. That child means the world to someone. Relationship building first, relating and having that social emotional connection, culturally relevant instruction, and ensuring that we have checks and balances in place so that a child like this young man in Baltimore will not fall through the cracks.
2: You mentioned something, uh, the cultural aspect of education. Do you feel that integration has had something to, to do with that?
3: I feel as if they don't value the African-American experience enough to even care enough to make it relevant to educate the students who sit in the classrooms. You have to be who is your audience? Who are these children that sit in front of you? So every day if I come and I just teach one view, one perspective, don't allow students to have voice and choice in the class, it doesn't matter what else I do or what else I say, because I continue to come to a classroom that's boring and I don't get to see me in anything that I know or experience outside of school. So I don't want to be bothered and I'm not going to come. And if you keep passing me along, it's okay for me because I'm going to graduate.
0: And so now that we're supposed to be able to see the end of the tunnel in sight, what advice do you have for parents, students, and teachers to get reacclimated to whatever the new norm is going to look like?
3: I think that we need to develop thinking about education differently. We seem like we're always trying to catch up. I think that we need to look at it as there will be some virtual learning as well as in-person learning because what if this happens again? So I think that some aspect of school may be four days in person and one day virtually so that we can continue to acclimate our students to the fact that you might do a hybrid. There might be some other situation where you have to learn how to manage your time better and be more self-driven and self-focused to be able to accomplish your academic goals. So A lot of people in the graduate world are getting their education online. So we have to begin to prepare our students for that. And I think that if we take this experience here as part of a learning experience for us and to reimagine how we teach, I think that it would help our students in the long run.
1: You know, Dana, uh, I used to be a school teacher. I used used to be a high school math teacher. And one of the things that I was most disappointed about was the lack of support that I got from parents, the lack of parents' participation. And Rod, first question, he asked you about the situation in Baltimore where these kids fell through the cracks. How do you think, have you thought about ways that that the school system, well, how can we incentivize parents mm. to be more involved and more invested in their kids' education?
3: This is all so, of a challenge right? Having our parents, a lot of parents in my district, I'll say they work, they have two and three jobs, so they can't come to our PTG meetings maybe at nighttime. So I think that we have to find a way to get the information out there. And so maybe in the morning we can have more morning meetings where maybe from 7 to 7.45 a.m. we meet with the parents, but it has to be something that they're interested in coming to. So you have to survey the parents, find out what what are the challenges? What? What do? How do you see your school? What would make it a better p- partnership and relationship for me to get more involved? Because I always tell students, your parents are your first advocates. I said, but I'm here to journey with you, but you need to share, you need to talk. So I think that we need to continue to survey the parents and offer more times that would be able to fit into their schedule of how they could come and partner with us have parent university. I want to institute in my school, parent university. What does that parent university look like? Parent university looks like, what are your interests? Also, if I have Creole and Haitian speaking families and Spanish families, we need to be able to communicate in their language as well. So we need to consider that. Can't just have everything sent home in English. It has to be in all of the language for the population that you educate. Have a parent university where you do fun things. You have a parent family night. You have an informational night. Bring them to and have one class. Here is a day in a class. Let's do a math problem. Let's do a math Olympics. Let's do something to get them involved. You got to partner with them. Let them know that you're here and have the best interest of their child. And I think that if they feel welcome, And if you continue to meet them where they are, they'll come and the relationships will build. But it's going to take work and you have to be intentional and purposeful. You got to do it with intention and have a purpose.
1: Wow, that was was really, really on point. I really appreciate that answer. answer.
2: Here in New Jersey, our schools are basically just as racially segregated today as they were 50 years ago. What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, yeah. It's very unfortunate. I think that it's hard. I I don't even have a good answer for that, but I I will say this. I know that there was one time that I tried to get into the Scotch Plains Fanwood educational system. And I said, I wouldn't last two seconds because my mouth and my strength, because they fear someone coming in and trying to show them where they're not meeting the needs of their population that they educate. Fear causes us to still remain segregated. If we do a movement where we have to say, okay, you have to infuse certain things, there are certain things that we must do to educate our students, to make it more relevant, I think that it would open up. But also, education is political. You can't get your foot in the door in certain positions or opportunities unless you know someone. And if your skin color is not the correct color, it doesn't matter how educated you are, how much you know, your accolades, your successes. If you don't mix with the right person in the
0: political position, you will be denied. Wow. Thank you, Dana, for helping us launch out into this first part of the conversation about the educational system. And we certainly want to have you back to continue to flesh out some more of those ideas because you've said some things that a family out there will see some things that they can actually engage in along with their own communities. We really, I really love that idea about the parent university. Yeah, it's yeah. very creative. Our positive Black experience for this week is a reminder to go and sign Dr. Walter Palmer's petition to have racism declared a national health emergency because of the dire effects of 400 years of racism on nearly every aspect of our communities, and in particular, the extremely obvious impact COVID-19 on our health. The burden of racism in dealing with it continues to compromise our health in nearly every illness and disease. And has made us more vulnerable and susceptible to coronavirus at much younger ages than those the CDC said should be the most at risk, which is those over 65. The stress of racism is gradually killing us, even when we do all the right things to preserve our health. So go to thewdpalmerfoundation.org to get more information, volunteer, donate, or get involved in some way. But definitely sign the petition so that he can get the one million signatures and force the government to stop giving us the around about studying reparations and voter suppression while we're literally dying every day from the impact of racism on us. Thanks again to our special guest, Sister Dana Occamy, and we look forward to you joining us again, as we said, with more info and updates about the educational efforts on behalf of our most precious cargo, our children. A quick heads up that you'll soon be able to catch more of us in the visual media that is streaming TV as we're back in production with M24 News, and we'll also soon be launching our very own YouTube channel, so stay tuned for more details. And as always, one more quick reminder that if you also want to share your thoughts with us, there's the Brothers Talk group on Facebook, and if you want information about our 12-point relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide Plan or Black Businesses, you can also email us thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Remember to follow us at The Brother's Talk on Twitter, Brother's Talk on Instagram, and like our Facebook page. God bless you all for your time and your support, and you will always have our absolute commitment that we'll never take it or you for granted. So remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.